Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. Please be seated. Abundant life, that's the goal. That's the point. Abundant life is the mission. Jesus gives more detail about what abundant life looks like when he quotes the prophet Isaiah and he's preaching in the synagogue in Luke chapter 4. Abundant life is when the poor hear good news, when those held captive are released, when the blind see, and when the oppressed are freed from their oppression. Earlier, in the, in, the book, in the prophecy elsewhere, Isaiah promises that when the day of the Lord comes, the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongues of the speechless will sing for joy. Joy is a key part of experiencing and knowing abundant life. The good shepherd protects the flock, always seeking green pastures, a better environment, probably the youngest son. He would, would have probably carried a sling like David, or a club, and he would have fended off predators. And he also cared for the well-being of the sheep, each of whom he knows by name. St. Paul enjoins us to be imitators of God, to walk in love as Christ loved us, and even as we proclaim the good, promised good news of abundant life. So at the same time, Jesus' mission becomes, becomes ours, abundant life for all looking toward the environment, fending off predators, and knowing each other by name, claiming the living into the gospel promises for ourselves. As I think about our imaginative and political environment today, I'm struck by the presence of grievance and outrage and polemic and old-fashioned fear. It's all around us. I find that if I stop remembering what really matters for life, if I stop being turned or oriented toward what makes for abundant life, then, then all of those nasty, that nastiness can seep into my own soul. My youngest daughter is on a gap year, Alison. She's been working in a barbecue restaurant, and one of, among her duties is delivering food to people. And I thought of asking her to stop once I realized that a wrong turn or knocking on a wrong door could result in her being shot and killed. And then I thought, just get back in the right place, Jeffrey. Don't do that. I didn't do it, but I know how strong fear and rage and a sense of impotence in the face of senseless, murderous violence can be. Uh, This past week, I was at my final meeting of a board I've been on at the Dean's Advisory Council of the Yale Divinity School, and Sage and I were privileged to hear a friend and former colleague, Dwight Andrews, Uh, from Atlanta. He's also a professor of music and an accomplished jazz musician. He gathered some equally distinguished musicians to sing and play with him. And he introduced the Billy Taylor song, you probably know it, I Wish I Knew How It Feels to Be Free. And it was sung um, by Kathleen Bertrand last Thursday. You can Google it and hear there's a lot of versions by Nina Simone. It's a a fantastic song. Dwight said this was Billy's contribution to the movement. And I found myself thinking about how some grievances, maybe many, need to be addressed as a matter of making for human flourishing, 
It's a matter of paying attention to the environment that we're in and, and circumstance in which we find ourselves. And that's quite different than the manufactured grievance for the purpose of gaining celebrity, especially from politicians who've been elected with the expectation they'll actually govern. In this regard, I was pleased to learn of the work that many of you have been doing to address racism led by Cheryl and others. It's what shepherds do to ensure green pastures, an environment for the flourishing of all people. But important as situational awareness is in our environments, we must still pay attention to our own spiritual work. In fact, it's, it's essential if we're going to work on the environment that we uh, metaphorically put on our own oxygen mask first. It's, it's the cause is not the point, however heady that can be. The point is abundant life. Attending to our own attitudes and response to the history of racism in our country is but one part of that. But so is my work of watching out for my own feelings when I feel the bile rising, my recent fear and anger in reaction to the shooting of children and teens who make simple mistakes. How can we acclaim abundant life in the midst of a world that can seem so angry and unjust and so violent? Well, certainly one response is activism. Important as it is, though, activism is not the point. Abundant life for all is the point. Sometimes the environment is deadly without crime. I uh, recently read a book called Saver. If, uh, if you're a, a foodie nerd, uh, Sage and I like the show Top Chef, and in fact, rewatch it. And uh, one of those in season 15 was a woman called Fatima Ali. And you might have heard of her. And she uh, was diagnosed, after she appeared on the show, was diagnosed with a cancer. And she died age 29 in 2019. Her story, though tough at times, is filled with life. In fact, the, sub, the subtitle is something like, A Chef Hungers for More. And it's not, it's, not a, it's not the Bible. But as she's dying, she takes care of some unfinished business with with family members who, who she felt abandoned her at various points in her life. She was surrounded by friends, including friends from the show. She recalls stories she was taught as a Muslim child in Pakistan and finds herself surrounded and assured of God's love for her at the end of her life. I found myself wondering whether a more regular spiritual practice in her part, on her part would have made any difference, and if so, what difference? But I think she got it. She, she lived abundantly. It's through regular spiritual practice that I find I live ever more fully into the promises of the gospel. What we do here in worship, week in and week out, is turn, or, or we are turned toward what really matters again and again, and we allow it to shape our lives. We tell the story of what matters around the table, week in and week out. Another time, we might talk about the practices of generosity, or the practice of service. But along with worship, one of the benefits of practicing the faith is that we deepen our trust in God's love for us. And that frees us to be more courageous, more generous, more loving, more hopeful than we ever imagined possible. It frees us to be less reactive, like I was to the shootings, and more uh, responsive, to choose how we will live in the face of all the ghastliness that can affect our circumstance. And part of having that choice 
is part of what makes for abundant life. One more story. A number of years ago now, a woman joined the parish that I was serving. And she joined, she had some friends in the parish, it wasn't completely accidental, but she had been diagnosed with a horrible uh, cancer. And she wanted to be in a community that could talk about that with her as she journeyed toward what was likely to be the end of her life. She wanted to talk about death and life and meaning and purpose as she faced some pretty grim times. Over the next seven, roughly seven years, she had some times of remission and some times of treatment, some of which was pretty grim. And we had several conversations over those years. And it came time where the end was somewhere near. And I visited her and her husband at their home. And the room, I remember, it was white, white sheets, white walls. Sun was pouring in. It was really quite beautiful. And she and her husband were lying on, on their bed. She was, at this point, wizened. You've seen it. Hair was gone and that kind of thing. And I said something just stupid. I said, um, I don't suppose there's much fun in life for you at the moment, is there? And she paused, and she took her husband's hand. They clearly talked about this. And she looked at me and said, no, Jeffrey, this is not fun. But we both have deep joy. We both have deep joy. And I thought, oh, that's it. That's abundance in the face of death. That's living until we die, my prayer for each and every one of us. The tongues of the speechless shall sing for joy. My prayer for all of us is that we live fully until we die. And I believe that my friend chose to live fully. And so did Fatima Ali. And so did many others. And we here at St. James are blessed with paths of spiritual practice that can deepen our trust in God. And so make for joy, sense of joy, in all circumstances, even in the face of death. This is not fun, she said, but we both have deep joy. She died the next day. Abundant life is the goal, the point, the mission. I offer this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.